I have two reclamations that I want to share. The first one is magic. The sparkle that exists in all things has come back to my life. And it's very exciting and very fun. Hello, Reclamation family. It's Malia. Welcome to 2024. Kelsey and I hope your holiday season was joyful and it was restorative. And if not, that's okay. We hope that you find some time to claim that in whatever way you resource best. Even if it's just 10 minutes to connect inward and reclaim some of that energy that so easily gets pulled from us during the holiday season. And to take some time to shake off whatever you might be holding that isn't yours to hold. Kelsey and I are so ready to see what 2024 has in store for us and for the collective and for this podcast. We have some fun plans for the podcast and lots of juicy episodes to look forward to. For today's episode, we thought we would kick off the year with a mini-sode all about our most poignant personal reclamations of 2023. So gather in and enjoy. Malia here, and I am excited to share with you my favorite reclamations of 2023. I have two reclamations that I want to share. The first one is magic. The sparkle that exists in all things has come back to my life, and it's very exciting and very fun. And I honestly will say I keep hoping that it doesn't go away which is another thing that I'll have to address in and of itself for sure. But the magic I'm talking about is the magic I held as a little girl and the way I carried myself as I moved about the world. Very carefree, very playful, full of life, full of adventure, and most importantly, full of possibility. And this was also the magic I carried as a senior in high school. I had a very good core group of friends that was outstanding. And the way we moved through life was filled with possibility, filled with positivity. There were some downsides that we worked through together with hope, with love, with encouragement, and with acknowledgement of the situation of one another. And kind of with this whole idea that anything was possible and nothing would bring us down. We were truly an unstoppable force. And I'm so, so blessed to know the this core group of friends still exists in my life today. After 22 years, since I graduated high school. And I know actually that's a rare thing. The more and more I get to know people around my age and older than me, it's pretty rare to still have good contact with your high school pals. And my girlfriends from high school are so uplifting still. But that piece of magic that we all held within us died away uh, into my adult years especially into 
the early years of motherhood as you know, that just kind of puts you in the, in the trenches is what they call it. And I used to say, all my creativity is sucked away by my kids. And that could be true. And it also could be my perspective. And I didn't have great tools around me to show me that that didn't have to be the way. Regardless, I have that magic return to my life that I experienced as a high school, a senior in high school, and also as like a three-year-old, four-year-old. And it literally is this sense of possibility that exists. And I read this quote today that said, you know, we're coming into this new year and people always start to think of what do I want moving forward? And what did I gain from the last year? And the quote said, if you're still the same person as you were last year, you know, to the idea of that's too bad. Make sure that you're growing year to year. And I read the, that quote and I felt a really huge sense of success over my past year. I would tell you that my outside world. So if you, just looking from the outside perspective, my life looks the same. The things that I have haven't changed. The amount of monetary income coming into my life hasn't increased. I haven't gained anything from the, from the material perspective, but my life has massively changed on the inside. I am a completely different person than I was last year. And I am so grateful for the change that I've been able to make in one short year. The other part of magic that's come back into my life is the magic in my relationship with my spouse that existed when we were first dating and when we were engaged. Uh, the magic has come back due to my own personal inner work due to taking responsibility for how I was showing up in my relationship. Previously, I, I'll tell you, I'm coming on 20 years of marriage here this, this next spring, which is really crazy. But I will tell you that 18 of those 20 years, I spent trying to change my spouse, <laughs> trying to change him to look like what I thought success was to look like what I thought the, the man who had it all and did it all was. And the past two years I spent trying to unwind all of that. I'm going to tell you the two things that came my way that have helped me the most. Number one was self-reflection. I had the most beautiful opportunity most painful opportunity to see how I was treating my partner, to see that things that I were doing were really destructive to the relationship, to acknowledge that I was following what was modeled for me and that I didn't want the results that would come from that and that I needed to change things. After all these years, it was me who needed to change things. That's like a stab in the heart. I don't know if any of you have ever experienced anything like that, but it is very, very painful to, to be able to hold and recognize, oh my gosh, I am not the victim in this. It is me. 
And so over the last two years and having many, many, many preceding moments of recognizing all of the little things that I do that serve to tear him down rather build, than build him up, I have been able to edit the way that I move through my relationship. The other part that was very helpful to me was human design and astrology and studying it. And I'm not talking astrology like I grew up in high school where you have the Cosmo and you read your horoscope. No, 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 no. I'm talking about the real study of astrology and the birth chart as a map and then human design, which we talked about in a previous episode, having those two come my way and understanding them as a map of a person and how to understand them. I studied my husband's maps and had so many, many light bulb moments <laughs> that were literally, oh, he's being true to his nature, his natural innate self. I'm trying to make him like me, true to my natural innate self. And it was very profound. And another stab in the heart, for sure, all the little things that I would notice. But stepping into allowance of him being him really brought magic back into our relationship and I truly believe that women hold so much power. And when the woman steps up and steps into her power in a way that is loving, in a way that is um, deep and whole rather than angry, when a woman steps into that, the man will naturally follow if you have um, a good man. You know, I understand there's a lot of circumstances, but fortunately, I was blessed to find a good partner and he has stepped up and magic has returned to our relationship. It's super fun and I'm really, really enjoying it. Okay. The second reclamation that I wanted to talk about is really special to me and it's very fresh. It came, it came to my acknowledgement and I'm beginning to really harness and integrate it currently as we speak. And I want to introduce it by just reading my journal entry. I feel like that is the best way to talk about it, the clearest way to talk about it. So my journal entry is dated December 19th. So again, very, very fresh. And here we go. It says, I want to record how I feel right now. It's special and probably the most important realization connection of my life. I was considering who am I though, with the threat of frustration? What do I do? What am I going to do? And do here means what's my career? What's my influence going to be like? And I was having a little frustration over the fact that I still hadn't discovered what the thing was that was going to make me me. So I felt like I had done a whole lot of change, a whole lot of therapy, a whole lot of integration, a whole lot of self-reflection. And I was like, well, but who am I? What am I doing here? I'm not 
what's my title is what I was looking for beyond mother, wife, sister, relationship title. I wanted a title that set me apart, you know? So, and then I had a profound blessed realization through all my efforts to heal and grow. I have discovered me. I realized I didn't need to be anyone but me. And I discovered me. It's difficult. Flip the page. It's difficult to articulate how I feel. It's just this deep acknowledgement of self. I've uncovered enough. Myself is able to be seen by me. Okay, I'm going to pause there. I don't know if you are able to understand what I'm talking about, which is a tricky, which is, it's just tricky to articulate this. But it was the sense of there's absolutely no need of identity and title because I, I can finally feel and see this me, this authentic version. I know I still have layers and layers to go. I will be working through this my whole life because I want to ever expand, but I have this ability to sit with this sense of, of me enough champagne and conditioning has been removed that I can just really bask in not having to have anything because I'm me. Okay. Again, really tricky to articulate. I'm going to continue with my journal. There's a deep love and contentment in my solar plexus. And this is really interesting because the solar plexus, um, in the chakra system, it's the me center. It's our power center, our ego center. And it's the space where we get a sense of idea, identity. And so in that space, there was a deep love and contentment. The need for me to project myself into being someone is gone. And in parentheses, I wrote for now, which is why I wanted to write about this. I have discovered me, the real me beneath it all. There's a lot of peace and solidarity and groundedness, a soft knowing. My plan is to sit in this soft knowing and let the universe show me the magic I am holding. Those are my two reclamations, my favorite reclamations of the year. And I just want to end today with a piece of encouragement. I really feel like I'm on the other side of a couple years of really, really hard work. I have cried a lot. I've also been very angry and I've also been very stubborn and um, frustrated and um, felt like I was dog paddling and clawing at times. But I continued to work through each thing that came my way. And I 
looked at those things that would trigger me as messages of, oh, hey, there's something for you to see here. We want you to be able to work through this and overcome this so that this no longer rules how you move about in the world. And it's a couple years of doing this. I had a really wonderful support system. Kelsey was definitely there for me as part of that. I had several modalities of therapy, several. And I would just use the one that felt needed at the time. I had yelling fests where I would say to my husband, I'm really angry. I'm not quite sure why. And sometimes it would be, I know exactly why. I'm going to go drive and I'm going to create this space where I can just be super mad and it's not going to harm anybody because I'm creating the space for it. And lots of tears, like I said, a lot of uh, ruminating thoughts. All of that is gone. I continue to move through a grief cycle, but I'm moving through it. And I'm, I'm seeing the stages as they pass me by. I just want to offer encouragement to anybody who is in the depths to keep going. Or offer encouragement to anybody who just doesn't love where they are to start. And I started with a question, why is my life this way? I don't want it to be this way anymore. Why is it this way? And it wasn't a question that said, why, why are those people and these, those circumstances bothering me? It was, what am I doing? <laughs> What's going on with me? That's all I have for you today. I hope you have a very, very restful season the tail end of this Christmas season into the new year. Winter is a time to go within, to hibernate, to be in that darkness. Get that sun whenever you can, but really allow yourself to rest. It's natural. It's what the whole cycle of nature shows us to do. That's all. And thank you so much for listening. So I had some specific events and choices that I made this year that I'm so grateful I made and that I, I made them through a lot of faith, a lot of just total trust fall into the universe. <laughs> universe, I know you got me. Here we go. Woo! Like insane trust falls, might I add including, but not limited to jumping off the cliff and quitting my corporate six-figure job. <laughs> it's something that I had worked a long time for and I was finally getting paid my, what I was creating in value. But ultimately I knew that my soul needed to be home with my kids, to focus simply on holding space for others and to be sharing and going slowly about it. This whole year has also been about me claiming myself as a projector in human design, which if you know about human design, projectors are 
typically those who came to guide and tweak to help people tweak things so they can have a better, more effective, more purposeful, fulfilling experience or create that. Humanity is really sacred to me. And in reflecting what I was going to share today, I have really thought about what it means to be human. Where do I find my meaning in humanity, in my humanity, in humanity as a whole, collectively in my own roles, in my community, in my parenting, in my lifestyle? And to me, the quote, we are spiritual beings having a human experience is 100% accurate. It's not humans having a spiritual experience. We are spirits having a human experience. This is happening to all through, through us and with us and while we're in each present moment at a soul level. And as I have claimed myself in all these different aspects of me, that's just, that's so, it's like an eternal truth. For me, over the past few years, I had really I had gone through a process of detachment so that I could reflect and choose how I wanted to be and show up in my life from a place of wholeness and instead of a place of trauma or um, survival. And so I detached from a lot of things that were, weren't serving me or weren't in alignment put them over here, some some things I put up on the shelf, some things I just separated from entirely. And this whole year has been truly about me claiming my calling again in gaining roots again. For example, our family, we finally feel more settled in the location that we're going to be at. I had been moving and changing and shifting gears for for five years or so. I had been moving constantly and just almost just looking for the roots. Where am I gonna settle my roots? Where am I gonna settle my roots? And here I am in, in Southern Utah and I'm so grateful that I finally am feeling more and more connected to where I am physically. And being able to look at these three big parts of my humanity and, and recreate. So in community, I was hugely involved in my church and because I loved it and it was right at the time, but in these past three years or so, <clears throat> as I had, I knew it was in alignment for me to not, to become, to not be active and to follow my spiritual path on my own. That has been such a expansive and also heartbreaking in a way experience. Community is such a foundation for us as humans. We're so, so social. We need each other. And I was separating from something that literally shaped my earliest years. I was born and raised in the church. And so all the religious structures and everything was just how I saw you were supposed to do things. So deciding to detach from that was huge expansion. And also, sometimes <clears throat> it felt so lonely, especially when I hadn't found my roots in just being physically in one location for longer than a year. <laughs> um, there was just so much shifting. And 
finally, I'm at this place where I get to create community away from the structures that I grew up in, but it's serving me so highly and I'm expanding and meeting friends and just seeing these lovely souls exactly where they're at. And it's been huge, huge for me, huge for my family. And I'm just really grateful. In parenting, I have really been seeing how important involvement is and presence, those two things together. Presence period actually kind of encourages involvement naturally, but I read this book recently called Hunt, Gather, Parent by a lady named Michaeline and her last name starts with a D. I'm not exactly sure what her last name is, but she is lovely and her book is awesome. And essentially, she went and studied in a third world country and noticed how these families, their teenagers were just really surprisingly excited to help out and be involved in their family and their role. And the difference between what she saw in the U.S. and what she saw in a third world country was very huge. So she, in her realm of work, wanted to study that and learn more about it and why and how do they do that. And so she shares in this book how, how they do it. And it comes back to the basics, people. It always comes back to the basics of being human and what makes us human and how we can connect to others. Essentially, she said, involve your kids. Involve them in the little things. When you're doing the dishes, have your three-year-old hold your stuff or do something, even if it's a little bit extra time, even if it feels a little bit inconvenient, involving our kids will ultimately help them understand their role in the family, help them feel that feeling of reward and connection. It's just, it's, it's by nature. Like this is just the part of what we, as a society, I hope we can truly reclaim is just what it means to be human. We have social media and people running businesses and rat races of everyone's trying to go 100 miles an hour. And I'm sorry, but that's not truly the whole point of being human. The whole point of being human is to uniquely be yourself and uniquely create the meaning that you desire to in your world and live and be. And that's been a huge part of what I was going to go into next, which was my lifestyle. So I said earlier that I've been reclaiming myself as a projector and truly you could see all these connections here, right? I quit my corporate job, which was all about the hustle and getting stuff done. And I honestly was doing that from a really good balance, but it was just overarching 40 hours a week, all that stuff, just like constantly on my computer, that doesn't work for me. And ultimately I knew that I wanted to be in alignment with just being, what does it mean for me to just be? And there's a book that I wanted to share regarding this and also touching all the things that I've talked about. It's called In Praise of Slowness. And I am so grateful for 
this book and how it has pieced together so much for me um, in my reclamation of 2023. Often growing up, my mom would tell you that I was the girl that was always in her own world, going at her own pace. It was always typically really inconvenient for most people around me. And we could giggle at that <laughs> in ways, right? But on the other side of it, that little Kelsey was constantly pressured by everybody around her to be going till she physically, it was physically showing up in my body why I needed to slow down. All the time I was getting weird, weird ailments. I ended up struggling with a, um, a sleep disorder. And now I see that that's a gift and I'm, I'm grateful for all of the things that have happened to me up to this point. But this book of in praise of slowness is all about realizing that you can do something from presence and actually be more effective. It might look like it takes longer, but it's more effective and faster. Like it will create fast because it was slow. And then you can look at the opposite. You can, um, still actually be moving faster, but also have a, a mental presence and slowness about you at the same time. So it's just truly honoring what it means to be more present and in tune with how you and your body and your energy functions. I There's so much more to that book, but the highlights that I just want to say is that we didn't come here to race each other like I said earlier. And we didn't come here to just be like that other person or try to be exactly like that other person. We came here to experience ourselves in our own uniqueness. And this is the whole point that we always talk about in this body. Each of us is different. And that's just a, a fact no one can deny. We are all different. No one else has had my genetic makeup ever, ever, ever. <laughs> just straight my, the combinations of how my genes are, no one else has ever had. And the same for you. And when I say your genes, I'm also talking about your soul, like your soul, your memories, the good and the bad and all of it put together. And you, you are so magical. Do you really get that? Do you really understand how important you are? You How your individuality is so crucial to a much bigger thing. Um, when I just take all these pieces and reflect back to what I said earlier, we are spirit, spiritual beings having a human experience, right? And everything ultimately comes back to that. Every The root of all things is spiritual. And I encourage you to consider... In your 2024, how are you honoring that within yourself? How are you honoring that within yourself? And how are you like working with what your true nature is and or what are you ready to let go of that's no longer serving you in your true nature, the essence of you? For me, I'm owning this girl who is often in her own world and 
I think, especially when I was little, I was disassociating a lot because I didn't, my body, my energy was not, is not meant to just go all the time like everyone else around me was. It was meant to be present and go at my own pace and projectors. We typically only have a really, really powerful output of two hours a day and and for projectors, they're actually the most effective, <laughs> effective energy type, people say. And I just, it resonates entirely with me. I'm very effective and efficient when I'm doing my work. And I no longer need to be going, trying to go like everyone else did. Because I just don't. <laughs> and I want and honor you in how you are and how you function unique to everyone else around you. I encourage you to look at that more and more this year as you jump into your 2024. You know, before I end, there's some things that I've thought about and I just want to encourage. Because we're in the new year, in the new year, there's so much excitement, right? And there's sometimes there's really awesome momentum that you can use and there's also things that could be harmful if you're not looking closely at it. And one of those things is for example, you're swiping through Instagram right now and you're seeing all these people in their posts on all the most beautiful parts of their year of 2023. And I just want to remind you, like, if you're feeling any essence of jealousy or envy, catch that, that negative energy and actually look at it, see how you can reframe it into inspiration and, and see how it could inform what you actually want. Anytime we have jealousy, it's actually just a sign of what we are capable of also having. So I thought I would leave that with you and remind you to enjoy the season. We actually are not meant to be hustling in January naturally society does it. I mean, look outside at the trees. There is no leaves on the trees for a reason. It's time to rest. It's time to reflect and tune in to how and what you need to be doing for yourself to kind of get clear, but you don't have to be clear right now, guys. You don't have to have your vision board completely worked out and all the things figured out about how you want to do 2024. There's no rush. And I hope you remember that and I'm wishing you all the best in 2024 and thank you for listening. We will see you later on our next episode on the reclamation.